Lord, the word of God would discern the heart of men today and it would 
correct us. It will encourage us. It will improve us, sir. It will prepare us unto good works. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please be seated. Can you clap your hands for Jesus? Clap your hands for Jesus. Alright. Before we go on, I just want to appreciate everyone. Please. Alright. I just want to appreciate everyone. Wow. 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 Amen. Now, now, you will know, you will understand how excited I am. You know, you know when you believe God for something, and then you are just entering into that thing like nothing is happening. <laughs> you do understand what I mean? I go. See, we have prayed for a venue for a long time. This is the first time. Behold, this is the first time I'm worshiping here. The first time. So, uh, for those of us that are new, don't worry if the place is still loudy. We are just trying to get used to the place. <laughs> I'm sure some of the, but some people miss their way. We had to go and direct them. It's the first time we're coming here. You know, we, we were at Asajo Way before, and uh, you know, before the lockdown, uh, the landlord called me and said, "I have leased down the place. You guys need to go inside." He told me on Monday and he said, you should leave by Tuesday. I said, uh-uh. No, because we pay per use there. I said, but this is a church. You can't just ask me to leave the next day. He said, well, you just have to go. We have to plead with him. Say, please now, just endure. At least give us till after Sunday. Let's even prepare our people. He said, okay, Monday, don't come back here. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. You know, God is faithful. You know, I thank God for a, a blessing of a wife. Some of you that have not yet married, pray that God give you a good wife. <laughs> you know, and I went there with my wife. We were confused. We didn't know what next to do. We were really under serious tension. What do we do? Um, our blood pressures were just gone. What do we do? How do we tell our people that, you know, we are, everybody come, come to the house. We are going to be worshiping in our, in, our, in our living room or something. And the living room will not be able to contain people. So we were like, God, what do we do? As we were praying and asking God, what do we do? Suddenly, the government of Lagos State announced there is a lockdown. <laughs> and I shake my hand and say, God has done it. <laughs> you know, some people were angry for the lockdown. We were rejoicing. Praise <laughs> God. We were rejoicing because He saved us. <laughs> he saved us the explanation. What, what, what are we going to tell the members and all that? So He saved us all the explanation. You know, and it's just, it just like pressure. Just left out. You know, when there's a heavy load on you, the thing just lifted. Ah, we sigh the side of river. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then the lockdown was easy. We just did in our, in our living room and then we did our thing. And all of you are at home watching. Praise God. <laughs> and then they called off. Ah, the brother came again. What do we do next day? They have called off the lockdown. For some of us, we're praying for them not to call off lockdown. <laughs> What do we do? Lagos said and told people to go back to church. What do we do? And we, 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 all this while we've been praying and some of the prayer team, all the members were praying the group and all that. We've been praying about it. 
our brother here, one of the agents in our, he took us everywhere. He, we were going around. In fact, we combed Shango to do, <laughs> you know, looking for a place. And this place come, came, you know, without a struggle. Without a struggle. It was Felix, one of the, our members outside, just told, ah, that there's this lady that we have been looking for a place for them. Now let her just, let him just tell the lady. Maybe the lady has a place. He told the lady, the lady said, well, I don't have, but I will check. And then suddenly that evening, the lady just called us, ah, there's a place, oh, I don't know if you like it. Just, I said, ah, let's go. We came here, we waited for about almost 30 minutes outside. Some of our members were with us. We waited 30 minutes outside. The people were not there to open the gate. You, you know, if you, are, if, you, if, you, if you are coming from outside, you will not even know there is a house in this place. So when we came there, we were like, let's even see what these people want to show us because there is no house in this place. <laughs> you know? And then we left. After waiting for a, for a while, we left because they weren't coming. And then what, we were just getting at the gates of my estate where we currently live. And we just got a call. They said, hey, the, the people have come. I said, no, he's... He, he said, just come and see it. If you, if you, just come and see it. I just told the guys, I said, please, let's just go back. We drove back, came here. And we've seen other places. And the problem with all the other places we saw, that there was really, there was usually a church very close. And you know, if you are here, you know that there are churches everywhere. <laughs> In fact, it's only when you get into the ministry of church. That's when you will know <laughs> that churches are everywhere. So... Almost every venue we have, there's a church close. Almost, so it was a problem until you know this place came up, and immediately this place came. All of us immediately we entered. It was like, wow, this is it, this is it. And they were saying, this is it. In my mind, I was saying, how much would this cost? <laughs> you know, I don't even understand what I'm saying. All of them are excited. Oh, pastor. This is so beautiful. In my mind, I say, yes, yes, it's beautiful. But the other man is saying, Lord Jesus, what are we going to do? <laughs> Praise God. You know, and we left that day. We left that day and we went home. And we locked ourselves in the room. Me and some of the members that went to us, we started praying. We started praying. As we were praying, as we were praying, the word of God just, word of knowledge just came from my brother. I said, look, and you know what, you know what started, we, we didn't even notice that this place was Jesus Avenue. All we knew that it was Canaan land. And the Holy Ghost just dropped in our spirit, said, they did not get the land by their own hand. It was God working to bring them to that place. So immediately, we just got that revelation. Wow, wow, we did not get the land by our own hand. It is God walking it. We started rejoicing. Immediately we got that word. Brother Amy was here. He just said, look, let's start rejoicing. Let's start celebrating like we already have the place. In fact, let's see ourselves inside this place and start rejoicing. That's how we started rejoicing that night. Some of us were rolling on the floor. Some of us were dancing. Some of us were rejoicing. As at this time, oh boy, not even a million is in the account. <laughs> And, and they just told us it's four million baht. <laughs> you understand my point, you know. So, but you see, faith is believing when there is nothing. That's faith. Because if you already have it, well, well, there's no need to apply faith when you already have it. Now, if the money is in the account, what do we need to do? We we'll say thank God for giving us it. Because what do we do? We just go. Can I allow Please send us the account number, and we we'll just do the payment. But you see, when and you know what. 
There are some funny things that happen that I may not be able to share here because some God had to take away a confidence we had that would have just done this without anything so that we can walk the walk of faith. In fact, we had another venue that was just 2 million. No, was it 2.5? 2.5 million. And it would have been easier. Very beautiful place. It would have been easier. But this is the place our heart accepted. And the devil was just telling you, why are you going to so just go and pay for that one and relax? But the Spirit of God said, Look, this is a work of faith. And I want you to put your faith out there so that you can encourage other people. And that's how we put our faith. And today is a testimony. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a testimony. I can tell you, our hand did not give us this place. It's God. In fact, the landlord, the landlord, after you know, we said up because he was around and all that. When we were facing the place, he said, Hi. I'm thinking whether I should take this place back. <laughs> and I went to him, I said, Sir, God used you to ask a prayer, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, what I want to tell you, this is the work of faith. Everything you see here is the work of faith. And we're just starting, we just have to do this makeshift stuff. Just so that we can have service because my wife was like, Look, we need to have services. They just start, you know. And so we just had to make a makeshift so that we can have service here. I'm sure when you come next Sunday, you know, this place will be a different place. Hallelujah. When you come next Sunday, it will be a different place altogether. Praise God. All right. Thank you, everyone. I, I, I'm really so excited. I'm really so excited. This is, in fact, if, if all we need to do this morning is just to praise God and, and dance and celebrate, I'll, I'll be happy. I'll be happy because this is a dream come true. You know, when you trust God for something and you see them manifest before you, the, the, the excitement is, 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 is it's just overwhelming. All right. So I want to thank every one of you. So you're going to manage us for how we are until we're able to uh, get things, things right. Praise God. How many of you like the place? <laughs> Honestly. Ah, no, 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 no. When we came, when we, in fact, there was a time during the process of the believing God. We got, we got to a point, the lawyer called us that another church has come to take for it that they are, they are going to meet the landlord, that if the landlord likes them, then they will pay for it. I remember that immediately my wife heard it, she started crying. <laughs> and I had to tell her, calm down now, calm down. If, if God gave it to us, then there's, there's nothing, really, just relax. She said, eh, okay, okay, but I like that place. I said, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Praise God. And the landlord called us again. I said, the, sorry, the lawyer called us again. I said, no, no, the, 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 uh, the landlord doesn't like the, the people. The landlord says, us he likes. See, when God is involved in a matter, you you will know, you will know that is not you. Do you understand? You will know. That's the case here. This has nothing to do with us. Because it doesn't make sense. I'm telling you the truth. If I tell you the details, it does not make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. This is God. Today, what am I talking about? What I'm talking about, I dare you to believe. I dare you to believe. You know, for over a month now, we've been talking about faith. We've been talking about faith. You know, one thing about how God deals with me is that sometimes, 
you know, he lets me to share some of the things that I'm dealing with. So once I get into a move, God begins to drop messages in me. And I, I just I, I, I just want to carry everybody along so that we all run with that same move. Amen. Amen. Now, I dare you to believe. I dare you to believe. John chapter 6, verse 29. <clears throat> John chapter 6, verse 29. Read from NLT version. He said, This is what God wants you to do. Believe the one who He has sent. I dare you to believe. Believe the one who He has sent. Who is the one He sent? Jesus Christ. Believe Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Believe Jesus Christ. Believe Jesus. When you believe in Jesus Christ, it shows. I, I, I teach my people, I said, faith has a formula. Just one formula. What's the formula of faith? The word, the Bible says faith comes by what? Hearing. And how? Hearing the word of God. Now, the beginning of faith is the word. When the word of God comes to you, you hear the word of God and then you will believe the word of God. So when I say I dare you, I'm daring you to believe the word of God. Believe the word of God. Now, the formula of faith is the word of God comes, I believe the word of God, and what I confess the word of God with my mouth. And the Bible said, Faith come by hearing the word of God. He said, with our heart we, want, we believe And with our mouth we confess Unto what? Salvation Now the word salvation Is not just giving your life to Christ It's about deliverance It's about you know Rescue from, from grave Rescue from any negative thing Success in everything you're believing God for It's all salvation So it's the same formula you know, sometimes when people say, I don't have faith. I say, no. How can you say you don't have faith? But you're a believer. So, if you are a believer, you already have faith. How did you believe? It is through faith that you believe. How many of you have seen Jesus? How many of you have seen God? Eh? But you believe. That's why you're a Christian. That's why you're here. You believe. So, it's the same principle. Don't let anybody complicate it for you. It is the same principle. I believe... I confess with my mouth and what and this is the part you see the only challenge people have is that they stop at different parts they don't finish it so some people stop at believing they don't confess some people stop at confessing they don't take action because that's the last one you want you take action you take a step so the formula of faith is what Faith is equal to hearing the word, believing the word, confessing the word, and taking action. That's it. This applies in every facet of life. This applies in everything you want to do. Every move you want to make is the same principle. Believe the word, confess the word, act on the word. That's it. Believe the word. 
confess the word Act on the word So the question I have for you this morning What is God saying about you? What is God saying about you? Do you believe it? If you believe it then It will show in your action I tell us here that faith Is what? Is active Faith is not passive That's why James said Show me your wall. Your, your, your. It's a faith without work is what? It's dead. It's show me your work, your faith without works. It's dead. Hallelujah. Because I believe, I take action. Because I believe, I step out. <laughs> Hallelujah. We believe God for a place. We entered our cars. We got the agents. And we started going around. Even though we didn't have the money in our pockets. There was no cash anywhere. But we believed that God wants us to have a place. And we did what? We step out. In fact, all the agents in Shogota, they know me very well. If you, if you carry my phone number now, you, I should have up to a hundred. As in, some of them are tired. In fact, some of them, after this time, I have to call them for a party. <laughs> because some of them are tired for me. They say, Pastor, we have showed you everywhere. <laughs> where, where else? To the extent that when I get a new agent and they're telling me that, they say, I say, I've gone there. They say, I've gone there. They say, I've gone there. But you see, when you have not found that thing that your heart has sent, you cannot be settled. Praise God. Praise God. So, I dare you to believe. What is that thing? That you trust God for Do you believe God That he can do it for him Do you really believe Because you know See some people can have head knowledge You know Some people can have head knowledge Oh I believe God You know can, can God do it Yes Is God able to do it Yes Now will God do it for you now He said eh, eh. That's where the doubt come from that's how the doubt comes inside. Alright? But you see, if God has promised you, one thing about God is that when He says it, He will do it. What is it that God has promised you? Now, we're not talking about you going to just go and, you know, the challenge I have with some of the young people I mentor a lot of time is that you have, they have so much, so bogus dreams, very, very interesting dreams. And when I hear those dreams, oh, it blows my mind. I was like, wow, such a beautiful dream. I said, okay, so what have you started doing about the dream? He said, eh, there is no money. Eh, they begin to talk about all the limitations. Now, if you have those dreams, how I know you believe in those dreams is I see your action. How I know you believe in those dreams is that I see how you have invested your time. How you have invested your energy How you have invested even the little money you have In pursuing things related to that dream That's faith When I believe, I take action So you cannot say you believe and you are not taking any action I tell you to believe this morning So what, why, why do we believe? There's benefit of First of all, we say that you believe in Jesus that what? He is the Lord of your life. Alright? And then what are the benefits of believing in Jesus? What are the benefits we have believing in Jesus? 
Number one is that everything I've ever everything I've ever done wrong is forgiven. When I believe in Jesus, the Bible said, My sins are not counted. In after the Apostles chapter 10, verse 43, he said, All who believe in Jesus will be forgiven of their sins through Jesus' name. All who believe in Jesus will be forgiven of their sins through Jesus' name. So if you believe in Jesus, don't let sin hold you back. You know, one thing the devil does is that he accuses us of our past. He accuses us of our faults. He accuses us of our weaknesses. But let me tell you, when you believe in Jesus, the Bible says, your sins are not counted anymore. So if you've had a past, maybe you had an abortion in the past, and the devil is using it to haunt you, it's time to challenge the, 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 the devil face to face and tell the devil, you have no right because the blood of Jesus has taken away my sin. And let me tell you, you know you cannot approach God if you lack confidence. What the devil wants to do is to steal your confidence so that you cannot approach God. I, you know, I, I, I shared one time here, those days, uh, I had this lady that was always tempting me as, as a young believer. Oh, thank you. God bless you. <coughs> as a young believer, those days, early days, uh, I'm talking about 2000. You know, I was in the university then. And so usually she would tempt me and we would do some funny things. And then when I go to church, I say, God, God, what is this now? You know? And I can't leave holy hands. Immediately I leave holy hands, the devil will tell you, come on, bring that hand down. Bring that hand down, which holy. These hands are dirty. <laughs> Praise God. Bring that hand down. These hands are dirty. You know, until I had to deal with it. I, I started, you know, confessing who I am in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And then I called some brethren. I said, look, this is what is going on. And they saved me. They had to go and talk to the sister. I said, you are tempting our brother. Please, leave our brother alone. <laughs> now, I'm telling you a life, a life story. You know, some of you don't share this kind of things, but I'm telling you the truth. I am tempting, you are tempting a brother. Leave our brother alone. I remember a couple of them said, two of my uh, other brothers, you know, in Christ, they said, leave our brother alone now. This brother is anointed. And you are making his anointing go down. Because every time we lift up his hand, the devil is telling him, bring down the hand, bring down the hand. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you are here, and when you lift up hands, the devil is telling you, bring down the hand, bring down the hand, come. Let's go and deal with that, that temptation. And get it off you. So that you can focus and serve God. Praise God. So what the devil does? The devil does, the devil accuses us. And tells us that our sins are not forgiven. He wants to use our mistakes, our failures, to hold us down. So that we cannot have confidence in Him, in God. And I'm telling you, you need confidence in God. Is he confident? And the, the whole essence, the, what the devil tries to do is to remove your confidence. Because if your confidence is out, you can't receive anything from God. The Bible said that a man that doubts cannot what? A double-minded man cannot receive anything from God. So if you want to receive from God, you need confidence. And so what the devil does by introducing sin to you is to reduce your confidence. To make you that when you come before God, you, you don't have that confidence. So that's what sin does. Hallelujah. But you know what? Jesus has dealt with sin on the cross. Praise God. Jesus has what? Dealt with sin on the cross. So when you come to God, you come to Him because He has taken away your sin. Amen. So don't let the devil accuse you. 
Jesus has forgiven your sins. So that's, that's the benefit we have when we believe in Jesus Christ. The Bible says we are made right in God's sight when we trust in Jesus Christ to take away our sins. And we all can be saved in this same way. No matter who you are or what you have done. Romans chapter 3 verse 22. No matter who you are and what you have done. You know, I met, I met a friend you know, during my school days. I Somehow I had... I, 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 I was a friend to a lot of cultists guys because they live in my hostel so somehow we, we interact you know and um, and one of them who I know I've seen him stab someone very wicked guy tall and wicked guy and then we went to NYC in Ogun State some years back and there were the sets that were going to pass out so I saw I looked at the Lord at orientation camp the NCCF they, they will come and be trying to hose So one of them, they were, somebody was doing a drama and I looked and it was this guy. The cold boy I knew very well. Acting a drama on stage. I said, no, it's not true. I said, this boy, is dece- this boy has deceived all these people. This boy, he has deceived all of them. So immediately after they finished the drama, I went to him. I said, guy, what you come to here? He said, Pastor, Pastor. He said, Pastor, I don't join him. I said, Nah, lie. You don't join us anything. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, true, I said, because I know them. I said, Nah, lie. You don't join us anything. Wait, he carry you. Come? Oh, now, don't, now, this girl's with the church. Now, he carry you. Come here. He said, No, 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 Pastor, Pastor. No, no good there. No good there. This one, now, he. I said, No, he's not real. In fact, I said, I call you the president. President, come. I know this man. You know, you send this man out. You know how? Praise <laughs> God. You know, you know how we think that God cannot forgive people. You know, one of the one of the things I had to deal with is understanding that, irrespective of what people have done, that God can forgive them. It was terrible because you know why? Because I grew up, I grew up in a Christian family. Okay, I gave my life to Christ quite very young. <coughs> Excuse me. My secondary school was in Zaria. I was an executive in fellowship in FCS in Zaria. <laughs> Uh, secondary school, South Africa. So I was, I was, I started very young as a Christian. So I don't understand, and I, and I, you know how, you know the elder brother spirit. How many of you understand the elder brother spirit? You know when the prodigal son went out and finished everything, he come back, and the father is doing something. So the elder brother said, Nah, no, 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 no. God, how can you be this pasha? This guy squandered all your money. This guy did everything and you just came back now. You are accepting him. Me that I've been here serving you since. What do I have? That spirit. So, I've, you know what? Most of you, this happened to people that have been in Christ for a long time. You know? And then you just see some young believers are coming in. And you're like, no, no, no. See, this is our territory. Don't come. You should stay in your sin. In fact, you are condemned to death. You are going to hell. Hell is your portion. We, we are the ones that are going to heaven. Don't come and swear heaven for us. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. You know, that was the kind of spirit I had. And I told him, and then, but when I realized, this guy has actually given his life to Christ. And then it dawned on me, there is no sin that God cannot forgive. So what I'm telling you this morning is that whatever it is that you think you've done, whatever it is that you think you've gotten wrong, and you think, no, 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 this one, God cannot forgive it. It's not true. Can you dare to believe this one? Dare to believe God. And you will find out that in Christ, your sins are not remembered. 
The Bible says all things have passed away. Behold, you are a new creator in Christ Jesus. So, somebody says, so how do I know? By faith. I believe it. Why do I believe it? Because God says so. Because Jesus died for me. The blood of Jesus washed away my sins. And immediately you let God come into your heart and leave those burdens, leave those things away. You become free. You become light. You see, guilt is heavy. How many of you know guilt is heavy? Ah, guilt is very heavy. Very, very heavy. You are walking on the way, but you are, it's like you are carrying a load on your head. As a result of guilt. Praise God. Praise God. So, we are forgiven in Christ. I dare you to believe God and your sins are no more. You will not find them anymore. God has taken them away in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Then the number two is that I learned those purpose for my life. When I, when I believe God, the purpose of God for my life began, began to you know, open up. I began to see the true meaning. I understand the true meaning of life. In Christ. Outside Christ is chaos. You will not understand the true meaning of your life. And somebody says, okay, so what is the true meaning of my life? The true meaning of your life is service. Serving others. When you begin to do something greater than yourself. You know, in the world, it's about selfishness. In the world, it's about me. But you see, when you come to Christ, it's not about you. It's about others. God save you. You serve God by serving others. Hallelujah. You serve God by what? By serving other people. It's only in Christianity you have that. It's a call to service. The Bible says, as often as you do it to any of those ones, you what? You do it unto me. Not just believe as a no. Because what is happening is that we are gradually forming a cult in the Christian realm. That is beyond just the body of Christ. Yeah, the Bible says most especially to the world, to the body of Christ. But it's beyond it. Every human being you see has the image of God. Are you hearing me this morning? The prostitute out there has the image of God. God cre- the Bible said I created them in my own image, after my likeness. He breathed upon them. So they have the image of God in them. And that's why the Bible, that's why Jesus never condemned them. He said, look, he said, I came that they may have life. When the sons of thunder wanted to you know, rain fire on the guys who were insulting them, what did Jesus say? He said, you don't know the kind of spirit you carry. The spirit you carry is the spirit of reconciliation, not the spirit of condemnation. The Bible said Jesus was on earth reconciling men to God, not condemning men, not putting their sins on them. Are you a reconciler or you're a condemner? Which one? We have a lot of Christians who are condemners, not reconcilers. We reconcile men to God. We make we get men to make peace with God. That's our service. It's service. A Christian life is a service. Look at it. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, it says, Everything, absolutely everything, God started in Christ and finds its purpose in Him. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, the message translation. Now, if we read Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 again, the message translation, it says, It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Part of the overall purpose is working out in everything 
and everyone. Who? Where do we find it? In Christ. Your purpose is in Christ. Hallelujah. Your purpose is in Christ. You know, your life is not about, you know, one of the things that I, you know, I, 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 I do a lot of, you know, thinking and I, and I encourage every one of us to do that. You know? So I, I think about my life. One day I started asking myself, what is this life about? Is it just about, you know, going to sec- uh, primary school, secondary school, university, you, you get a job, get a wife, get married, have children, train them, they die, so you die, the children continue, they circle. Is that what it's all about? Is that all that there is in life? Hallelujah. If there's all that there is in life, then it's a, it's, it's a purpose left life. There's beyond just the routine of going to work and coming back and all that. It's beyond it. The purpose is about service. And that's the work God has called us here to do. Hallelujah. That's the work God has called us here on earth to do. To serve humanity. To serve humanity. Praise God. To serve. So, you know, because I'm gonna, so I dare you to believe God and God will begin to open up your purpose. You begin to see clearly what you are called to do on it. You begin to see clearly the area. You, you know, my younger sister called me. That was while we were just setting up this place. And she was like, um, you know, she's struggling about her tights and all, you know, all this tight thing and everything. You know, and she was like, uh, that for a while, she, uh, her neighbor had problem. So she had to take a lot of money to give to the neighbor. And the thing affected her tight, so she has not paid tight for a while. This and she started feeling guilty. I was like, ah. I said, Who taught you that? I'm sorry, some of the things I'm going to say are not conventional. Forgive me. I said, Who taught you that? I said, Look, if God, the Holy Ghost, you see, what we have done is that we have taken religion, we've made it everything too religious, too mathematical. Alright? That will leave out the presence of the, the power of the Holy Ghost. I said, you, have, you are faithful to your tithe? He said, yes. I said, but your neighbor had a problem. He said, yes. And you took your tithe and gave it to your neighbor to go and uh, go to hospital and treat. He said, yes. I said, yeah, God, God bless you now. You are very, very blessed. No worry, next time you, you can pay the tithe. I said, eh, pastor, is that what I said? I said, yes. Listen to me. Don't let religion mold us into some, you know, into some very, very. Uh, uh, listen, listen. I told us the last time that in the New Testament, that is not even ten percent. It's hundred percent. It's beyond the. So all our life is to God. It's for the service of God, for the service of humanity. You cannot close your eyes to a brother who is going through suffering because you have packaged your time to go and give it to church. You can't close your eyes to a brother who is going through a pain. Somebody in your neighborhood who is going through a pain because no, 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 I want to give that time to church. Somebody is, am I not a am I not, is it not church? If you bring it to church, is it not going to benefit church? But you see, it's about the Holy Ghost. Let God lead you. Let God. You see, when we put rules, these uh, 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 religious rules, we remove God in the picture because the Holy Ghost can tell you that there is a need. What I tell people is that make sure you are giving. If you if you lock up your bearer of of uh, of uh, 
of mercy. Okay? Because of some rules you have to follow. You, you, you miss out in the blessings of God. Sometimes God package these blessings for you. If there are people who need around you, that you need to give. And if the Holy Ghost leads you, and it's only your tithe that you have left, please, I, I give you permission. Give it to that need. The Bible says, as often as you do it to any of these ones, you are doing it to me. There is God in every human being. God is not sitting in this building. Hello? We have been worshipping since in our, in our house. So what has it got to do with building? God is resident in everyone. Can you hear me? What has it got to do with building? What has it got to do with anything? The church has need. Okay? And I tell you, give to the church. But if the Holy Ghost is leading you to help someone and it's the money you want to bring to church, I give you the permission, please. Go and help. It's the Holy Ghost that we have following you. Not man and not rules. The word supersedes everything is the leading of the spirit. That is why Paul told the disciples, the, 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 the church, he said, everyone should what? Settle in their heart what they need to give before they come to church. So that you are not under any pressure or any manipulation. Nobody makes subtle suggestion to you on what to do. No. You, you, you pray, take time, and hear God. The, you see, what we need to learn as believers is hearing God because that's what supersedes everything. It's hearing God. If you can hear God, it supersedes every rule. How do you hear God? Know the impulse. God speaks to our heart. The intuition. God, when you give your life to Christ, the Holy Ghost takes over your intuition. And the Holy Ghost began to drop things in your mind. There is no magic in your mind. Those days I used to be... Uh, some of my friends, I had very, 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 very spiritual friends. And somehow I was not the true spiritual among them. You know, I remember those days they would come. And I used to have one particular brother. He would come, oh, the Holy Ghost just told me. David, the Holy Ghost just told me right now. You know, and he dramatized everything. All of us would be shaking. Hey, Holy Ghost, so... I will go home and I will start praying. Go, God, why are you forsaking me? Why are you not speaking to me like this, brother? Eh? Why is this only this brother that is hearing you? Me, I'm deciding you, deciding you. You are not telling me these things like you are telling this brother. It's look at how this brother is spiritual and he's doing this thing. I mean, you. You know, so God began to speak to me. I say, I'm speaking to you. God began to give me instances. He said, look at this action you take. Who told you? It was me that told you that. Look at this thing you did. Oh, it was me. The only thing is that because you, you are looking at the drama. You are looking at the drama. And the drama is getting you, you know, uh, nervous. And you, you want to get into the drama too. Forget the drama. I speak to your spirit. I speak to your heart. Those impulses you have. Those intuitions you have. See, when you give your life to Christ, the Holy Ghost takes over you. You're not just yourself anymore. That thing that just speaks to you and say, go and help that woman. That's the Holy Ghost. Don't wait for drama. The drama thing is not God. Tell me. The drama. Was there any drama with Paul? Peter, look at the disciples. You know, uh, uh, I, I was listening to Francis Chant when, I started, when we started ministry early. And I was listening to him. He said, look, one day he decided, he said, look, I'm, 
I'm tired of all these things I see. Let's go back. I want to go back to the Bible. Because if not, you'll get confused. Because there are just so many things happening out there. You will get confused on how it should be done. And you may find out that you are just running other people's invented method. That's the truth, though. You may find out you are just running other people's invented method. Sometimes they, some people invented those methods to secure their empire and everything and then you are running it without knowing what God says. So go back to the scriptures. Let the scripture guide you. Let the scripture, whatever the scripture says. And that's how a believer, a believer listening to what God says. A believer. If you say you believe, you hear God and you follow God. Nothing more. Irrespective of whoever. Irrespective of the bishop, archbishop, whatever. You know that that person too is under God. Every one of us are under God. Nobody can, is an authority that can contradict God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, number three, he said, I get God's strength for daily living. When you believe God, strength comes. People are breaking down every day because of the pressure. Of, the, of, of our current time. You know, me and my wife were in the medical, you know, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. A lot of people call me doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm, an, I'm a child accountant. You know, but, you know, because I'm fascination to her, you know, we see the medical things every day. <laughs> Praise God. And you see, one day we, she came back and she was like, why is it that a lot of young people are just coming down with high blood pressure, all kinds of sickness that you know is common with old people? But these days you just see it in young people. And she was like, what, what is going on? Stress. People are getting so stretched. What is the problem? Matt, we need this. We need that. Oh, my friends are traveling abroad. I need to travel abroad. My friends are driving private jets. Ah, I need to drive private jet. Ah, and in the process, you are struggling. You are doing that. See, let me tell you. The only thing that can satisfy is God. Not these material things. Let me tell you. You see this house now that we got now and it's looking so beautiful. We're enjoying it. It's just a matter of years now we want a better one. I'm telling you the truth. It doesn't satisfy. How many of you, some of the things you desire so much, you wanted to have a car? I mean, I was driving a Toyota Camry before. And then, you know, I prayed. I believed God. I did everything. I, if you come to my, as a young person, if you come to my car, in my house, then you see pictures of Jeep. Every day, ah, it's Jeep. After driving the Jeep for so many years, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, I enter it is like every other car. In fact, what I'm looking for now is maybe private jet. <laughs> see, let me tell you, these things does not satisfy you. Beyond all these things, what is more important is your relationship with God. It's your relationship with God. That is where you have peace. That is what, what see, that is what satisfies. See, forgive me, by virtue of my work, because I'm a chartered accountant, I consult for so many people. So I, I, I have been privileged to consult for very big boys. All right? Big boys, I mean big boys, I know what I'm saying. You know, when people earn 300 million per month, you know they are not small boys. Right? Okay? And then annually is in billions. And 
have been very close to most of them because if once you're an accountant, once you're somebody's accountant, you are very close. All right. <coughs> it goes beyond just business relationship. It not gets into real personal relationship. And let me tell you, money does not satisfy. I'm telling you the truth. I, I, I tell my wife that always. I say, look, what gives you satisfaction is doing the will of God, doing the purpose of God. What God has put in you, expressing yourself. So I want to challenge every one of us. Let's get into living the life. No matter the money you have, it, it's irrespective of that. You have 10,000. Live God's life. The money you acquire them, they will not satisfy. You will have all those things, they will not satisfy. You will still need more. But beyond all that, fulfill God's purpose. One of the, you know, when we started business, one of the things we decided is God we will not compromise. No matter the offer. And we've had offers. My wife is here. Even in, as in the medical field, we've had people come and say, eh, do this, please. You know, people who take off from work and then the days come and they want you to form some medical report for them that does not exist. My wife will say, Nehi. How much are you going to pay that is worth my integrity? That's how to live. That's how to live. Let God be the, And I'm telling you, you can never lose. Because the reward God has given us in our faithfulness is beyond what any man can think of. <coughs> Hallelujah. So, God gives power to those who are tired and worn out. And he offers strength to the weak. Isaiah 40 verse 29. He offers what? Strength to the weak. Bible says, let the weak say what? I am strong. God energizes you. Some of you, throughout the whole week, you have been strong. You come to Sunday, and then you receive the new strength for the new week. Hallelujah. You just receive the new energy. Alright? A new energy for the new week. Praise God. <coughs> Excuse me. And look at what uh, Ephesians uh, uh, Paul prayed for the Ephesians church. Say, I pray that you will begin to understand how incredible great power it is to help those who believe in him. It is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. When you believe God, it unlocks power in your life. Do you know what the Bible says? It said the same power that raised Jesus from dead is in you. It is not diminished. The same power that raised Jesus from dead is resident inside of me. And he said it what it quickens my mortal body. You know what that means? It gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. There is power that comes when you believe God. Your bones are empowered. Your spirit is empowered. People can understand why you do the, how you do the things you do. Why? Because the power of God is in you. That's why every believer, you are not supposed to be sick. I dare you to believe over that sickness and God will take it away. Are you hearing me? No believer is permitted to be sick. No believer is permitted to be sick. You know why? The Bible said it's God's children's bread. That I was talking to someone over the week. I said, look, 
you need to get beyond divine healing and get into divine health. You know there's a difference? Divine health is when you don't have to be sick at all. Divine healing is when God intervenes because you're already sick. Divine healing is for the unbelievers. For us who are believers, it's divine health that we should have. And how does divine health come? God gives you wisdom. God begins to open your eyes to things you need to do. If you need rest, you need to rest. If you need the kind of food you should eat. Because see, this body, God prepared this body and made it. There are things that should not enter the body. There are things that should enter the body at a certain measure. And when you overdo it, wahala. So, God will begin to give you wisdom on how to live your life so that you will never be sick. That's divine health. Spiritual wisdom. But divine healing is you are already sick and God heals you. So, if you are believing God for divine healing till this morning, the hand of God is upon you right now. As, as I'm even ministering, some healings are already going on right now. Hallelujah. How do you get it? Believe. There's no magic. Alright? There's no magic to healing. It's the same way you believe you are born again. That's the same way you believe in everything. I, I, I told us the formula of faith, right? The equation of faith is believe. I believe. I hear the word of God. I believe. I confess. I take a step. Glory to God. And I'm healed. So if you have any sickness in your body, just believe God and you'll get your healing. It's as simple as that. Hallelujah. I am guaranteed eternal life. That's number four now. I am guaranteed eternal life when I believe. We all know that. Eternal, eternal life. Eternal. Hey, I, I am to live eternal life. God save my soul. I like this choir. I want to live eternal life. Let me know if you know the song. Continue. Ah, oh my Savior, when you come to Colossia, <laughs> oh, remember me, oh, ah. we're going back to the lights, <laughs> when you come to Colossia, people, remember me, oh, when you believe God eternal life is guaranteed forgive me some people believe that you can, you can be born again today and tomorrow you are not born again next tomorrow you are born again tomorrow you are not born again then there is no assurance of salvation when you believe God it's done somebody say okay so what of when somebody is living in sin listen the Bible said, no one that is born of God continues to live in sin. It's not possible. If anyone is living in sin, they are not born of God. Are you hearing me now? No, I'm not, I'm not saying about making mistakes. I'm falling there. No, that's not what I'm talking about. A child that is learning to walk will make mistakes, right? And get up. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about when somebody consistently do well in sin. That person is, was never born. Jude, I think it was Jude. I, I, I don't have the scriptures written now. But it was Jude that said it now. He said, they, if they were with us, if they were for us, they would not have left. That they left shows that they were not with us in the first place. 
So you are confusing people who are pretending. You know these days is 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 like work to be born again. You know people go to church, feel born again because they want to get contracts, they want to get this. There are so many reasons why people feel born again. So and you see those people and all they are acting, and you say, ah, this one is a believer, strong believer. And then suddenly their true color begin to come out. You say, ah, this one I backslided though. They didn't backslide. They were never born. Some of them fainted. You know when you faint, they touch you like this. What happened? <laughs> you wake up. Some of them fainted, and when the fainting has expired, they are they are back. But when you give your life to Jesus, truly, it's sealed. Are you going to make mistakes? Yes. But you see the difference between you. Who is a child of God and the person that who is not who is not a child of God is that when you make mistake, ah, you are remorse. You come back to him and you say, Lord, I'm sorry. I have gotten it wrong this time. And you straighten your ways with God. But you see that one that had never gave their life to Jesus? The mistake is like normal. How do I know I give I, I gave my life to Christ when I truly give? Because I gave my life to Christ several times. How many of you are like me? Ah, I gave my life to Christ plenty of times. When I go to crusade and they preach about hellfire, I say, Lord, I don't want to go to hell. I just run out. <coughs> That's why I don't threaten people to give their life to Christ. It does not work. I remember in, um, in 1999, I had a crusade in, uh, in Niger State. Mokwa, to be precise. That's my birth home. That's, that's where my parents, you know, that's where we were, we were born. Niger State. And... I had this crusade. So one of this brother, one zealous brother that was with me, who was helping out in the crusade, and all that, you know, I had my flyers everywhere, and the guy was like, look, bro, pastor, you know, they call me pastor from a very young age. He said, let us, let us show Jesus film. Where they show hair. You know, when you show it, people will now be people will now give their life to Jesus. I was like, no. Do you want us to blackmail people into the kingdom? Because <laughs> that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. They're blackmailing people into the kingdom. If you don't give your life to God, you will die. You better come now. And the guy will just hurry and come. And then, tomorrow, you know, die. Next week, you know, die. One more, you know, die. So, what is in Africa? Don't go back. <laughs> the fear will vanish. But you see, when people understand why they should give their life to Jesus, when it comes from them, and that is it. You see, you cannot, you can, there's no shortcut in, in the things of the kingdom. There is no shortcut. If you don't believe God, if you don't follow the right destiny, it won't work. You have to believe. And then you confess it with your mouth. And then salvation comes. So, some of you who are threatening people, your neighbors are saying, you, you are, I don't know how many of you are doing that, but I used to do it ah, I used to have one neighbor in, in university days. A lady that she's very, very funny. So, every day when I see her, I say, Repent. Repent. If you don't repent, hellfire is coming. Because the devil say, I don't hear, I don't hear, I don't hear repent, not by force. <laughs> praise God. I remember her name as Sumter. You know, you know, praise God. Now, you have to believe. I was saying that eternal life is guaranteed for you. We're not talking about if you don't believe, or if you are coming to church. Not, that's, not, it's not, that's not religion. People can come to church and fail whatever. But if you believe, you know. How I knew I have really believed after so many 
chains of giving my life to Christ is that sin was no longer normal. The thing that sin, I used to just do it before and it was okay. The next time I tried it, my whole system was not accepting it anymore. You know, when you are being delivered from something, it, it, it gets into your system, it's like a poison. It's like a poison. You wonder, no, something, is, something has changed. Something is different. I'm no more comfortable with this thing. That's it. You are born again now. But you see that you see if you say you are born again, you know, you know these days how people give their life to Christ with your hand in your pocket. Hey, come to the altar. Or you confess after me. They confess. And they are home. Nothing. If you don't believe, and it's just confession you are making, it's not real. And if it's not real, you are not born again. So don't be so some people will be surprised that day when they go and tell them I don't know you. They say, eh? But we did this, we did that. I don't know you because you did not do it the right way. You better do it the right way. There are so many people who are teaching people to do some funny things. My younger brother, I think he was asking me the other day, sir, that somebody was telling him that they taught them how to prophesy. Sorry, how to, uh, they teach people how to prophesy, speak in tongues. That they teach them how to speak in tongues. Say, say, ba 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 ba, say, ba ba ba, say, la 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 la, say, la 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 la, say, do 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 do, say, do do do, la la, or I combine the three, ba 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 ba, la 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 la, do do do, it comes. He can't walk, fake. He can't walk. You will just be wasting all your time and energy. Allow it do it the right way. If you are not, if you are not speaking, it's okay. Pray until the thing come. Once it comes on you. If you want to, if you want God, if you come to me and say, Pastor, I'm not speaking to them, I want to speak in tongues, I will just show you scriptures. This is what God said, this is what God said. Or I go and speak. And all is by faith. It's by faith. Nobody should teach you. Praise God. Nobody should teach you all that. Praise God. So God loved the word that He sent His only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in Him what, should not uh, perish but have everlasting life. Somebody will be asking me now, Pastor, what does it really mean? To believe. When you believe, there are evidences. And one of the evidences is that you turn everything over to Jesus. Jesus becomes the center of your life. I put it in a course in a, in a course with trust. See, it means you turn everything over to Jesus. You turn everything over to Jesus. Alright? That's how to know the person that believes. Is he your Lord? If he's your Lord and your master, he's your boss. When he gives an instruction, what do you do? When a boss, when your boss gives an instruction, what do you do? You obey, you follow. So when God, when Jesus gives you an instruction, what do you do? That, you know, all of you know. I always say that sometimes, you know, some of us, are, me and my wife, are, we we've gone through the ups and downs in marriage and all that. You know, you know, one thing that kept us, one thing that kept our marriage. That's why. You know, we don't we don't compare marriage with uh, some of our friends because some of us don't have the the, the environment that we have. One of the things that kept our marriage is that after we don't argue, 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 and fight finish, we still submit ourselves and go to church. And then when we hear the word of God, as the as the pastor is preaching, I will look at her now. The one that hit her, then look at her. Then the as the pastor continues, he, he give one away, hits me. She said, go look me. Say, bro, see her down. <laughs> in fact, the fight continues in the church. Yeah. Pastor, please. 
enter, give this, give this, just do, you know. And then, when we're done, we'll go and set. <laughs> That's the end. After service, that's the end. You understand my word? Now, all right, but, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> but you see, we obey God's instruction. That's what I wanted. That's the point I wanted to make. We allow the, the authority of God over our marriage. It's not about our selfish desires. It's not about what we want. Even though sometimes those things come up. No, 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 no. I want it like this. This is where I want it. She will say, no, 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 no. This is where I want it. And then when we go to church, we'll set to do it in church. Because when the pastor says, I'm there immediately. And you see, when you are sincere, you will hear God do. If you are sincere. In our sincerity, and when we are in church, we hear God gives, give an instruction. And that settles that matter. Immediately we'll come back will follow the instruction of God. That's how to make Jesus your Lord. If Jesus is your Lord, you will follow his instruction. When Jesus tells you to stop, you will stop. If Jesus is your Lord, though. But if he's not, then you will do everything. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, another thing. R is for what? Relax in his love. Relax in his love. That's R. You can't end the love of God like you end the love of your parents and friends. God's love is not based on you. It is based on the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He can't love you more or less. We have enormous confidence because of the love of God. So you relax in the love of God. Praise God. You relax. The Bible says nothing will ever separate us from what? The love of God. Not even death. Alright? Not even life. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Alright, so that's I now. Then you is... I use my life to serve God by serving others. Praise God. I use my life to what? To serve God by serving others. I told us that whatever you do to any of those ones, you have what? You've done it unto God. The way to gain significance in life, the way to gain, uh, 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 to gain um, fulfillment in life, is not by serving yourself. It's by serving other people. How many of you get excited when you are the reason when somebody wakes up in the morning? When you are the reason why that man, that child did not die. Because you paid their fees. We need to get that, get into that place of service. Because gradually it's losing. We are having more selfishness on the earth right now. People are turning to themselves. Alright? They tell you, look into yourself. Look, how many of us have been looking into yourself? Have you found anything? You can't. It's God you look to. You can only find fulfillment in God, not in yourself. And how do you serve God? You serve others. You can see God now. So the way to serve God is to serve the ones he has created. When I serve you, I'm serving God. Alright? When you serve me, you are serving God. That's what, that's the way God made it. Praise God. So give yourself completely, every part of you, to God. Amen. So, the S in it is, I suffer for doing what is right. How many of you have ever suffered for doing what is right? You know, in, you have some colleagues and everybody's gossiping. And you just tell them, guys, please, I don't want to be part of this. And they look at you and say, now, wow, holier than that. Which can of be with that? You know, and they start making jest of you. Starts, all right? That's it. We suffer for doing what is right. You know, these days we are raising dirty Christians. We're actually raising body Christians. In fact, I think it was my younger brother I was there. We were discussing one day and he said something. He said, These days, eh, if Boko Haram just come now and show gun, show everybody gun, 
A lot of Christians will say, ah, will deny Jesus Christ. You know why? Because this, this is where what we are raising is materialism Christians. Most Christians who are ready to suffer. Most Christians who are poised to stand with God no matter what. Look at what's happening in America now. They are burning everyone Because all those children grow up, they don't know any they don't know anything. They've not suffered. But But let me tell you when you give your life to Christ, you are signing your death warrant for Jesus Christ. What it means is that the Bible said, I no longer live. But it's who that lives what? Jesus Christ that lives in me. When you give your life to Christ, you are making up your mind to suffer for the sake of Christ and for the sake of good. The Bible said, when we suffer for the sake of doing good, what should we do? Rejoice! Rejoice! Does it make sense? It doesn't! Hallelujah! When you live in the life of integrity, imagine in, in, a, in a company you have a boss and your boss is telling you, look, guys, we're going to do this, we're going to cut this, we need to do this, we need to, and you know it's illegal. You know it's against your, your, um, your, your belief as a Christian. And you say, you know, boss, you know, my, my Christian belief will not let me do this. Well, what do you think that boss will do? Come on Monday morning for your resignation letter. And I know in this time, let me tell you, you know, it's, it's very funny the way we have accepted sin, sin and evil. If somebody do it this time, a believer, some believers will call him and say, oh, now what for you? Are you stupid? In this hard time? Eh? This tough time? And you are losing your job? Go and do it now. Are you the one that is, is the boss that instructed you that it's not your destiny? You know, they will find the fact that I will get the scripture to package it very well. But if you say you are a Christian, that's why we have a lot of Christians. Somebody was saying we have plenty of churches and plenty of Christians everywhere, and sin is still increasing. Why? Because of the Christianity we practice. It's not a Christianity that is deep rooted in serving God. In commitment to God, no matter the odds, no matter the odds against us, and we're saying we have given our life, we have made up our mind, whatever it is, we will go through it. Those are the kind of people, God, the Christians that, that the disciples are. Look at look. As I said, sometimes we need to leave all this because if you're, if you're not careful, you will think that the Christianity people practice today is the real Christianity. Go and check the scriptures. Look, look at the act of the apostles. See how they lived. It was not just popular to be Christians those days. You are an endangered species if you're a Christian. Praise God. The question I have for every one of you now if tomorrow it is made against the law to be a Christian, would there be any, enough evidence to convict, convict you? <laughs> eh? if, this, if Nigerian government say it's not illegal to be a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Do you understand what I mean now? Would there be... Well, can they look at you and say, Ah, you have violated our law? Or some of us will just immediately, Oh boy, I don't want to die. It's just sheepishly. And we deny our faith. You say, no. You know, these days, people, it's a grace. You know, when I want to say, you say some, some of the people, if they put me on their head and say, I deny Christ, I will die. Some of them will say, I deny. And then maybe when they leave them, they will go and say, God, have mercy. Grace. Oh, grace. Grace. <laughs> grace. <laughs> grace. 
<laughs> so I have my children. I take care of my children first. But these guys were made up. And that's the kind of Christianity I want those Christians who have made up their mind and say, God or never. If we are sure of heaven, then we know that we have eternal life. This is a hard message, though. It's a very hard one. It's a very hard one. It's not everybody that I can, that can accept this one. So people will say, Bro, I don't know what you're talking about, please. But that's scripture. It's not about whether you like it or not, it's scripture. The Bible said you should. Oh, okay, let me read this. Let me read it now. Look at it. In uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 29, it says, For you have been given not only the privilege of believing in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for Him. So some of us want to choose. No, the one I choose is, the, you know, enjoying with Christ. I don't want to suffer. Somebody said he's, he, he suffered so that I will not suffer. That's the scripture they use. He became poor so that I will become rich. It's very good, though. It's a true scripture. All right? I'm not disappointed. But that scripture does not apply. Because what the Bible says here is that you should, if you have the privilege to believe in Christ, you should also have the privilege to suffer for Him. So, suffering for God. I'm not talking about suffering because you offended you. You made a mistake in your workplace and they are punishing you and you are saying they are. No. It's not like those days. I, I, my, my, my elder sister was the first to give her life to Christ in her family. And those days, remember, she would go for choir practice and go for prayer meeting. And she would not sweep the house. My mom would come back from market and give her punishment. She would use her knee and grow. And she would be crying. Mom is persecuting me. I am being persecuted. Oh, Father Lord, <laughs> deliver me from this persecution. Who said we will be telling her, Mom is not persecuting her, man. She went from Bayali, Asa. I am not persecuting her. Before she, if you want to go to Bayali, she to do her job. <laughs> Praise God. So you can also say, uh, they are suffering because you fail to do what you are supposed to do. No, that's not what we are talking about. But if you are suffering for doing good, the Bible says rejoice because God is going to reward you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what happens if you are criticized? What happens if you get ostracized? What happens if people attack you on the internet for your faith? This one is common now. Or doing or stand up for what is right. He said, but look at First Peter chapter 3 verse 14. He said, but if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't be afraid and don't worry. Then the last one and then we'll round up now. He said, that's T. Trust what Jesus says. I've, I've said something about this before. Let what Jesus says be the final say for you. Alright? Not what I say. I hear me now. I've always told, told you guys here that every man of God is fallible. Can you hear me? See, I made those mistakes. In Zaria, my secondary school in Zaria, we, we used to sneak out to go and hear a man of God then in town. Close to somewhere, uh, uh, I think, ABU, ABU area. We go and hear one man of God. And then there was something that I can't even remember what it is, but there was something he said. Some of us held it so strongly. Until one day I was studying the scripture, I saw something that was completely contradictory to what that man said. And this was a red, a revered man of God, man of God that was so much, you know. And when I heard it, it was it was a battle in my spirit. I called some of the brothers and said, Look, this is what I'm seeing. They said, Ah, it's true. And immediately we turned. And stop that. Listen. The Bible is the final authority. Alright? The Bible is what? The final authority. Not what I say. Not what any other man of God says. That's
that's why we have the Byron Christians. When 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 they had Paul, imagine Paul. Do you know the kind of do you know the kind of uh, 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 influence that Paul had? Someone that wrote thirteen of the Bible books. He had influence over the church, and they came. Paul came and preached and preached and preached and preached all the revelation. They say, Paul, thank you. We have heard you. I say, gone. This thing, eh? It deep, oh deep, gone. But you know what we're going to do, Paul? We're going to check, and let's go and confirm. If it tallies with the scriptures, if it, if it, if it, if it's line with the scriptures, we'll come back and tell you. And they went and checked and came back and told Paul, Ah, it's correct. What you said is correct. That's what we should do as believers. Whenever you go, even in this church, always cross-check it with the word. The word of God should be your finance. Hallelujah. Trust in God completely. That's what we're talking about now. Trust in God. So Psalms 34, verse 5. He said, For the word of God always holds true. And everything he does is worthy of trust. Trust God. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 16. God can't break his word. So we have trusted our very lives to God. So so we we who have trusted our very life to God have every reason to grab the promises. The promised hope with both hands and never let go. Praise God. God is worthy of our trust. When you trust Him, you follow Him completely. Can we be on our feet as we begin? Thank God for today. We're going to continue this on, on Wednesday. I, there are some areas I didn't touch, but we're going to continue on Wednesday. So even if you can't come, you can uh, log into uh, online and then we would. Um, so that we'll continue. But today, I just you have heard the word of God, and the word of God has touched certain areas of your life. Can you just begin to communicate with God? If you know the area that the word of God has touched in your life, just begin to speak to God about that area. If there are things you need to repent of, begin to repent right now. If there are things you need to affirm, begin to affirm those things. If there are things, declarations you need to make concerning uh, weaknesses in your life, concerning areas you think you need to show up, just begin to speak to God right now. The Holy Ghost is here and God is listening to you. The Bible says, what two or three are God that is there. The presence of God is mighty in this place and is hearing you right now. Just begin to speak. Begin to speak to Him. Have your communication. Have your time with God right now and begin to speak to Him. I dare you to believe. That's the topic today. I dare you to believe. You're going to say, Lord, just like the, 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 the blind man said, he said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Okay, uh, the man that wanted Jesus to hear this church. So I believe, but help my unbelief. Can you just declare right now, Lord, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. Concerning those things you're trusting him for, can, do you trust his word? The one that believes, trust the word of God. Evidence to know that you believe is that you trust God completely. Irrespective of what is going on, you trust him completely. Can you just appreciate him? Appreciate him. Rakata payada balakuria. And the lebebebos sotolega babala. Oh, we give you praise, Jesus. We give you praise, Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. 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 We believe you, Lord. We believe you, Lord. Our life is sold out for you. Our life is sold out for you. Just you alone. Just you alone. Our life is sold out for you. We've given our life completely to you, Lord. To your Lordship, Lord. To your Lordship, Jesus. To your Lordship, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. Whatever you tell us is what we do. We just want to follow you. We want to follow you. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. 
just to be close to it's my desire just to be close just to be close to just to be close to just to be close to you just to be close to you it's my desire just make you a declaration. Lord, I want to be close to you, Jesus. Above everything, above everything, just above every wealth, above every desires, above the pleasures of this life, above things. I just want to be close. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we give you praise. I declare healing as many that believe right now. As many that believe you for healing. You receive your healing now in the name of Jesus Christ. As many that believe God for a breakthrough in their life. Receive your breakthrough now in the name of Jesus. As many that believe God for the fruit of the womb. Receive your child now in the name of Jesus. As many that believe God for healing in their body. Someone your back is paining you so severely. Because you believe God, you are healed now. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord. We believe you. We believe you, Lord. I see those miracles already happening in your life. Because you believe God. Because you believe God. Because you believe God. And you are taking a step of faith. Because you believe God and you are taking a step of faith. The way, the, the way has parted for you. The Bible says, when the ways of a man pleases the Lord, even his enemies shall be at peace with him. How does a, a, a man's way please the Lord? The Bible says, it is impossible to please God without faith. So it is faith that pleases God. When you put your faith out there, you are pleasing God. And even your enemies will be at peace with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.